Pod. You, sir. Welcome, dude. Thank you, thank you. Maybe you can give a little quick intro of yourself. What kind of music? <laughs> or wh- what do you call yourself? If you had to put a title on it. If I had to put a title on it. So um, just everything that I am making is somewhat like in the realm of like just house music in general. So like when I started off, it was pretty much like strictly tech house. But um I don't know. I feel like my taste has like kind of changed over time. And like recently I've been getting more into like techno, but also like a little bit of like minimal and like minimal tech. So um, it's kind of hard because like I'm still trying to like find my own sound. But, um, you know, as long as it's kind of like within that realm of like techno tech house, um, I'd say like that's pretty like spot on with like the stuff that like I would normally make and release. So we, we like the four on the floor. Pretty much, yeah. For sure. Okay. Did you start that way with the four on the floor stuff? Or like how did what how do we get into making electronics? So music? honestly, like it it like I always like I familiarized myself with like Dawes like when I was like probably around like thirteen something years old. And that's it's kind of been just you know, like whatever, like I'm interested in. So like it started off, like I was trying to like replicate and like remake like video game music, like stuff that I would hear and like, me too, like (laughs) whatever. Like I know like the Sonic soundtracks are always like, like they always kind of like stuck with me as like, I grew up playing those games and like, I would just try to like recreate stuff like that. I know like kind of like Mario music as well, but also like, you know, like Halo and like stuff that's like a little bit like more like serious themed, like a little bit more orchestral. And yeah i kind of just like started doing that but like i really wasn't taking it seriously i was really just doing it for fun and that's kind of like the summary of like everything that like i would do like when i was like in high school is just kind of like trying out new creative stuff like just for fun so you know like whether it be creative writing whether it be you know uh like trying to like write dialogue for like you know a movie or something like that and even stuff like you know like art and like graphic design and like again like i'm just getting my feet wet with it it's not something i'm taking super seriously mm-hmm. but um also kind of like you know like clothing design and stuff like that and that's actually like what like that's how like the name despot like started is because i was um i was like trying to like make clothes and like a cool idea that i had or at least i think it's cool is like like the the brand was like called like world domination like that was like the name of like the clothing line and like that was like the stuff that i wanted to make Mm -hmm. and then as i kind of you know like phased out of like clothing design and like i started getting more into music i still kind of like hung on to this idea of um like world domination and that and i thought like oh like that would be like a really cool name for like a record label like world domination records something like that and i was like okay but like how could i like tie the label back to like an alias for myself and that's how i kind of landed on despot and like if you don't know like what the word means it's just someone who's like like an like an authoritarian like ruler like someone who rules like with an iron fist and like that's kind of like how that idea came into fruition and so it's kind of like funny how it works like i literally thought of like a name for like a label before i could even think of like a name for myself like as an artist mm-hmm. and um yeah and then i kind of you know i was just figuring out like how i can kind of like you know visualize that and like that's how like the chess like elements came into play whereas like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have like my logo be like the king chess piece i think you know it's just like 
very easily understood like universally like everyone knows that symbol and then also just i don't know like i i just fuck with chess like growing up i'd play it like a little bit i wasn't any good but like i'm always like watching instagram videos of like pro people mm-hmm. you know like whatever putting people in like crazy checkmates and stuff like that and uh i just like have like stuff as like memorabilia like i remember like every time like like my parents would like go on vacation or something like in south america like they bring me back like a chessboard that's like themed like like the um like the mayans and like the aztecs oh yeah like something where like it's like all tiles Mm -hmm. and like it's just kind of like themed that way and then i remember i went to china and i bought a chessboard that was um just totally themed after like the terracotta soldiers it was like at Mm -hmm. like a gift shop that was um in the same city as the like museum exhibit is so it's made out of like the same clay as the terracotta soldiers so i thought like that was cool so you know it's nice being able to like incorporate something you know that's like somewhat meaningful into like your alias but that's pretty much kind of how all of that like came together you can't win the game unless you defeat the king exactly yeah and i don't know it just it just like it stands tall like they both stand tall but like i don't know for some reason i just settled on the king yeah um, but yeah no, no, no. i was just you're 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 definitely right though looking I'm back on it, at something looking back on it you you know you're on to something maybe i should look into switching that up you know i still got time to do that um but yeah i mean and i'm open to like you know adopting like another alias in the future if i think of something better but like i i've kind of just been like rolling with this and like if i ever like drop a mix or something like that i'll try to like you know find some artwork that's like chess incorporated so yeah. yeah i mean you could bring it back to the clothes bring the chess piece exactly back yeah the you seem like someone who you know is just interested in a lot of different creative endeavors yeah i yeah definitely but i mean and i i'm not like opposed to like getting into that kind of stuff in the future but i mean for now i've just been grinding on music and it just makes sense for me to just kind of stick down that path and keep going with it yeah for sure no i mean it's like tough to get really good at one thing when you're like, yeah. I'm doing 12 things. Oh yeah, definitely. And that, that was like my problem is that I would just, you know, I, I think I would get bored. You know what I mean? Like I would just like, I would pick something up and then I would just like hang it up to dry. And like, you know, you, you just got to stick with it if you want to see good results. And that's the, sure. one yeah. of the biggest things that I've learned when you're making music is like, you're just going to keep making shit tracks over and over again and then they're going to slightly get better and better over time and like you just got to be persistent and not give up on yourself what kind of clothes did you make it was honestly it was like a like a combination of like hype beast type shit but also like, like streetwear like, yeah exactly yeah so like not honestly i would more compare it to like skateboarding clothes because like it was it was stuff that like wouldn't like i wouldn't envision it being like ridiculously priced just kind of like Imagine like a cool like off weight, whatever something like that. Except it only costs like thirty bucks. I don't know. For like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. Did you use to skateboard? Uh, I used to skateboard a little bit. I was more into longboarding, honestly. For um, sure. That's a that's yeah. a skateboard. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's all the same shit. Like you start doing one and then you get into the other. Um, I had a lot of friends yeah. who skateboarded though. That's what got me into it because I couldn't do any of the tricks. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna buy a longboard. <laughs> Dude, I got really into the fashion of skateboarding. Like, yeah. I was part of the skater group in my high school. And, like, bros, like, I had a flannel for every day of the week. Like, I was, like, ready to go. I had my fucking Lakai's on or, like, my, uh, I don't even know, just, like, a whatever. It was, it was a cool time. And I think that my style also still 
maybe not right now because i'm wearing like athletic wear yeah. <laughs> but um still thinking about like that skateboard attire there's something swaggy about it i, I miss know. the era yeah. of like wearing your dcs or your van the chunky yeah, yeah exactly dude and then now it's like now skateboard shoes it's like as little shoe as possible so you can be like a you know like a ninja with your foot and like just very precise so it's just funny how that's changed i never understood the chunky shoes i thought that they were swaggy though <laughs> all right well this is not a podcast yeah. for uh <laughs> you know clothes but we had to go down that that rabbit hole a yeah. little bit um so you know i always ask this question to all of my guests and that is what was your first concert my first concert okay so i was in college at the time and i really hadn't been to like any shows or anything and um like like my fraternity would like book these concerts with artists so like now i had no excuse to not go to these shows because these artists would come to our backyard and play in our backyard oh yeah so my first show was walk a flock of flame Bro, coming to our backyard what? playing like in our in like my fraternity's backyard dude and it was crazy and i was like holy shit like this is awesome but um my first edm show was like that same year two friends like came to a different fraternity and that was the first show that i ever saw it was like a two friends basically like an extended big booty mix you know what i mean um mm -hmm. but that was that was my first show and it was sick and i loved it and um then like later that month there was another one with uh okay came mm -hmm. to our backyard and did another, yeah and like i was like holy shit how have i been missing out on this you know um yeah that awakening yeah. moment literally yeah that's that's what it felt like um and i was like wow like this is fucking awesome like i need to start listening to more of this kind of music and then that was like around the same time that like i bought my first board and like decided to like actually you know start like fucking around and djing yeah for sure that's dope dude i feel like <laughs> i was watching this thing the other day and it was like how clubbing changed the world and there was like top 50 moments and <laughs> the number one moment this is a, a british show but the number one moment is just ecstasy and like how that is the thing that really sealed the deal on like but it's true like the drugs really um i mean like look i'm not gonna we're lie. an eye-opening yeah. moment for like, a lot of people i'm not gonna lie to you like i could sit here and say that like oh i loved doing this stuff for the music but like to be honest with you i did enjoy like the drugs like a fair amount like it's fun and like you yeah. you know you, you get into it and you're you know you you'll you'll <clears throat> fall in love with a song because you're on drugs and you dude know. this is the thing it's like i don't want to go to like <laughs> we can talk about as much of this as we're comfortable with but i just think that the majority of people not everyone have had these moments of like eye-opening experiences because of drugs a lot of times and i just thought like good on the british broadcasting channel to like actually recognize that and not um just like sweep it under the rug like oh yeah well, it's just the music was so great it's yeah. like no bro like the drugs was what got everyone to dance all night i i, I like know? the the saying you know oh shit there's music at my drug party tonight yeah like, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway whatever i'm not trying to like call anyone out it's like what drugs did you do but it's yeah. just like that is also probably a thing in a lot of cases and like hey if you want to like 
not do it then like more power to you like honestly right um, yeah yeah i think there's a certain point where you should probably like be responsible yeah hey. for sure yeah. um cool man well i think like what would be good is if we listened to a track and just you know got into some production stuff yeah um, totally. is there anything like you said tech house right now but like you sent me a few different styles so yeah i like i said um i i've been doing a lot of tech out like that's like always been kind of like my go-to and like like all the, like the stuff that like i used to make in the very beginning it was all tech house and um and a little bit of techno but lately i've been, like i go through phases like lately i've been getting more into minimal and i think it, i really like it a lot and it's kind of like sticking to the point where it's like more than just like a little fit like i'll go through a phase where like i'll be like oh i want to make like a bunch of like latin house music or something like that or mm-hmm. you know i want to make like something like like very summer vibey like tropical but like i've been getting a little bit more into minimal and um so i'd say those three genres like minimal tech house and like techno are the ones that i've been doing a lot and i i sent you one of each so we can go through you know all three and kind of like let's do the minimal one yeah 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 after that i got a question what does minimal house mean to you yeah i'm I'm curious yeah so i mean i i think like a lot of people will have (laughs) we'll break it down a lot of people will have like different opinions on what it is and i think there's like different subgenres of minimal too so like the stuff that i've been making is like minimal tech which is like really similar to tech house honestly like not much of a huge difference it's just just the drums are tighter and there's less like effects and like ear candy going on so you need like a really like interesting baseline because like sometimes in tech house you kind of get away with like having like kind of like a boring baseline as long as like the vocal slaps and like there's just like all this like other like ear candy stuff going on like you know in the background Mm -hmm. but i think with minimal you know you're kind of just sticking with like your groove your kick and your bass and you're just kind of like letting it play out so um like that's like kind of like what i'm taking into account like when i'm trying to make a track that's like a little bit more minimal or when you're talking to someone about like that yeah that's what i'm thinking right exactly for sure okay cool Thanks for the description. Yeah. Let's rip a track. you sent this to me yet this is sick it's it's recent yeah
and like like I said, not a big buildup. So like this is basically a buildup. Like. That's cool. That like feels like movement to me and I've never been. <laughs> Am I right or no? There's I'm sure there's tons of stages, tons of different there's sounds. There's just so much like techno at movement that like but yeah. yeah, honestly like you're not far off. Like that's definitely something that you could hear it's there. It's that it's that kind of house music that yeah. just kind of keeps going, yeah. right? Where it's like it it's less yeah. techy in the sense that there's less dramatic buildups and shit and it's more just like it's just gonna keep fucking flowing yeah like, exactly kicking bass, kick and, bass. and like, like that's yeah. that's kind of like what i meant by like sort of like minimal you're just kind of like letting those core elements like play out and you're not too worried about like you know like making breaks and like building like all this, this crazy like tension using a bunch of different effects mm -hmm. um but yeah for sure dude i think i like minimal a lot then yeah you, <laughs> like, should, you should you should get more into it and check it out it's a lot of I've been finding a lot of good tracks lately. I feel like that's what I DJ sometimes. And I don't even know. I mean, yeah. And like, <clears throat> that's like the, the issue is like everyone, like sometimes it's like subjective. Like someone will be like, Oh no, this is tech house. Oh no, this is minimal. Like, you know, it's just kind of, you know, whatever so you're, I actually want to ask you about that because I, I feel like it's changed quite a bit. Um, tech house to me was always like, Hmm when you think of when you go to like a club and somebody's opening and it's just very basic like you know boots and cats kind of stuff and it's kind of morphed the genre is kind of turned into more of like a baseline house with like, like a lot hot, of yeah. like 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 kind of top end edm stuff but like more yeah. centered towards house and i just feel like the definitions changed yeah i i definitely agree with that like i think like you know if you go like four or five years ago like the the people that were making tech house like it it sounded like a lot more like simplistic and just like kind of focusing on like you know kick and bass and like drums and that's it and mm -hmm. like now like as as long as any house track has a bass line behind it people are going to call it tech house and like even though it might like not it's not supposed to end up that way like people will be like oh this is a tech house track mm. yeah it's like it gets it's confusing with these it, genres yeah and it, but and then they evolve yeah and I, honestly like to me like it doesn't even matter like i could care <laughs> less what people call my track i'm just gonna make it and if it's stylistically different than what i normally make i, I guess i'm okay with that do know? we know where tech house comes from like is i mean is it just like house and then it's like someone was like oh like what is it technical house it, I, for me tech house is like very much that crispy hi-hat Yes. And the drums yeah. are very driving. The and 909 then 909 hi-hat, dude. That's just always it's like in the very right crisp. Yeah. And then also like a <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like, you mean like the Fisher siren or whatever yeah, yeah, it is? Yeah. That's yeah. tech house so, to me. Okay, so that's kind of what I was like getting at was like I feel like what you were saying like five, six years ago, tech house was like um just your like boots and cats kind of stuff. Like, you know, yeah. uh, you get in a, into a club and for the next hour while the guy's playing, it's just like, boom, boom, boom. 
So it like was minimal. It it was minimal. (laughs) And I think that it changed when it was like, you know, you had house music right in the 80s, 90s. And that was very just like if you listen to the early like Frankie Knuckles records, right? Like it's very Mm -hmm. slow and just looped and kind of, you know, almost like vibey and ambient to an extent it It was dancey but like it was very like low-key and then when they kind of sped and i could be wrong i could be talking out of my ass but when they sped it up and it kind of there was techno right in the 90s and then it techno and house kind of blended into this should we look up what what google says tech house is that That would be interesting to see yeah i'm sure there's a bunch of different opinions of people who think they're right but i mean (laughs) you know (laughs) Yeah, dude, it it really doesn't matter, honestly. But some of these people are very, like, you know, like, it's the tribal. Like, they're like, oh, no, bro, this is, this is tech house. Yeah. Or like, and, you know, I, I mean, I, you, I, you know I, I get where they're coming from because, like, they probably, like, grew up listening to, like, a certain type of, you know, artist or, like, a certain few types of artists. So, like, when they yeah. hear something that's, like, a little bit different, they're like, oh, no, this isn't what i would call tech house but i mean you know at the end of the day like everyone has their own opinions and i just think a lot can fit into that category especially like now where like you know there's so many people producing music i feel like a lot of people like who weren't here five years ago that are now kind of like really up and coming or or even like controlling the scene so Mm -hmm. yeah for sure no that makes sense i don't think it really ultimately matters honestly like whenever we talk genres on the show i'm just like yeah, like let's put stuff in a box for fun and then just say fuck the box. Like there's no <laughs> point really. But it is interesting and I do like learning about like the history of these things. So we found a crazy article here on um Beatport actually. Oh, Beatport okay. is basically claiming that they are the uh, authority on yeah. the subject. So I can <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll we can link the article. We'll, we'll, we'll just yeah. say that they're right cast. for the sake yeah. of sure. Exactly. No, simple. I mean it's like it's it's almost like a thesis, dude. Like this there's Damn. a lot of history. It's deep. So, yeah, that's it, what I'm saying though. It's like yeah. I feel like So they're the, shouting out Velvet and that's kind of like Max Chapman see, and Velvet. That's what I think of when I think that's tech house. Green, yes. Velvet? Yeah. green Velvet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And like even like Claude like Von Stroke. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, like, his music and his label is very different from, like, what most people would call Tech House, like, it's still kind of, like, bridging, like, that gap, you know, between, like, a lot of, like, these, like, more, like, abstract sounds and, like, something that you'd hear that's, like, you know, what you'd expect to hear, I guess. I That just made me think, too, about how, like, new music just sounds better like 80s music sounds like shit most uh, not all of it but like a lot of it (laughs) a lot of it just doesn't have the same uh, almost like it doesn't have as low of lows it doesn't have as like crispy of highs it's just overall a little bit duller yeah Um, i mean you got to give them a break because like the equipment yeah. that they're using back in the day obviously no like, for sure but i'm saying like some like a person now would be like oh this is um you know like classic piano house but like someone back in whenever piano house was invented they'd be like oh no it doesn't have the same characteristics because there's literally a different sonic quality to it potentially like that could be part of the thing who knows and i think it's just like how much easier it's gotten to make music like people that i've talked to who have been doing this a lot longer than me have said 
you know, oh, like it, it used to be so hard to achieve this quality back in the day yeah. because, you know, like, you know, it's harder to like get these VSTs. It's harder to like get access, like all of, you know, like the different like analog synths that people are using. And now you can literally torrent everything for free from your yeah. laptop. And it's just if you really crazy yeah. how it works. And also just like <laughs> we got like old school like cds that turned into like vengeance which made them sound a little bit better and then like splice was like we're gonna make vengeance sound sound even better and it's like we've just had like these samples that are supercharged like you download something from splice and it's just like that kick you can basically base your entire mix off of it because it's yeah. already so fucking loud and and you know like i'm always trying to process these splice samples that i'm downloading and then like a little voice in the back of my head is like some dude already did all this work for you like you don't even have to but you know yeah. I, I always try to take the samples that i use and either chop them up or do something to them so that i'm not just you know ripping you know dry samples and using them for sure for sure i mean i totally get that i mean and it's totally fine if you do do it that way but um i don't know like i just i just try to like add my own spin off of like, yeah, everything yeah, that yeah, i'm using for sure. i feel like it's almost making it in a way harder to make music because back in the day like i it's so much it's well so right now it's so available mm -hmm. and back in the day it's like you were so limited that you just if you got a synthesizer you paid you know 1500 bucks yeah it's you like, learned that synthesizer yeah. and now it's like you know you could drop two three hundred bucks on serum and then it'd be like you know a week later like ah, i'm bored of serum i'm gonna try silent now. yeah and then you just you never learn it Mm -hmm. And now we're going off of these. I'm sorry, this is a tangent. We're like, no, no, I, I'm, like, I'm here for it. Like, yeah. I, and, and you're going off of these preset packs, which I mean, I use them. They're fucking fantastic. Yeah. Right. But then it's like, I, I don't know. You have so much available to you that it's almost impossible to kind of nail one thing down. Mm -hmm. It's like your creativity really comes from limitations. For, I completely so agree. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we've just, uh, what's the phrase we've been like breaking? What is it called when you're separating hairs? I can't think of it anyway. Splitting hairs? Splitting hairs, yeah. Separating <laughs> But <hairs>. like, <laughs> yeah, it's fun to do sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I did want to ask, you guys know each other before this, and that's actually how we got in contact. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, you guys have done some sessions what uh what's that like <laughs> yeah so we we met at a spy bar one night um i think we we're it was sosa right we were yeah. seeing oh, sosa yeah, yeah. Okay. and um nothing we, we just like exchanged numbers and then um like he's got like kind of like a cool little studio set up in his place so we've just been um i've been going over to his and we've just been cooking up you know like whatever we can and you know there's there's really like nothing that we're we don't like really have like an idea of what we want to make we kind of just get in ableton and just start fucking around until something kind of like comes together for sure for sure mace do you have any thing yeah. to say about that no dude like i um i i don't know i i always try and you know make the connection when i can right um if you meet somebody else who's making music like fuck yeah i want to get to know you and like you know maybe try and start some shit together and um you caught me at a very vulnerable time uh where <laughs> i was like i i hadn't been in music for like a while and i was like really feeling myself at that show and i was like fuck i miss this and yeah uh, you caught me at that time where i'm like yo like let me open up ableton for the first time in like eight months and like mm. you know what i mean let's try and make some shit and um 
I mean, to your credit, dude, like your workflow was something I had never seen before. Like my workflow has always been terrible. So watching you kind of start some shit on your laptop and like talk me through what you were doing. And I'm like, I'm still on live nine with like old vengeance samples. So like, and and you were just talking shit about vengeance. No, I I like vengeance samples. (laughs) I'm just saying, but, but like, you know, I, I was, I was working with such old shit and, you know, really tapped out of it. So like watching you work in the way that you kind of put something together, just, uh, I, it was it was really cool and eye opening for me. So, yeah, man, yeah, I'm I'm glad sure. I'm glad that you like got a lot out of that. And like honestly, I can probably one up you on like having like an old shitty workflow. Like I I torrented like FL Studio, and it was just so like it would crash all the time and none of my stuff would save. So I would <laughs> so I would export yeah. the stuff from FL into GarageBand, and GarageBand was just like my main composition platform. Like that's Bro. how I would arrange all my tracks, and it was just it was frustrating like i'm not gonna lie like i would put a lot of work into it and it just never sounded good and then you know finally you know whatever like i'd i'd made some money i'd saved up some money i was like i'm just gonna buy everything that i need to give myself an unrestricted workflow and um i bought ableton and i really didn't buy that much else i downloaded a lot of free plugins um I had serum from before. So, I mean, I was set on the synth and, you know, I just, I'd, I'd watch a YouTube video and if, if a VST that they were using like stood out as something that could like improve, you know, like what I'm doing, I would get it. Yeah. And, um, it just kind of now I, you know, have pretty much everything that I need to, you know, like work comfortably, like without thinking, Oh, like there's this like missing piece. I need this one plugin or something like that. Yeah for sure i mean there's always like wanting is the root of all suffering (laughs) for us producers but since this is the podcast for producers um what would be like your desert island plugin if you had to just be like fuck like this is the one i really need and uh, like you know we can i'll let you choose one and then we can go into categories also i mean are we talking about like not stock plugins you literally have your daw of choice Mm mm-hmm and then you get one other plug and one other uh i dude i gotta go with serum because like you can make everything you need in serum right like I, sure. can, I can make hats i can make a kick mm-hmm. i can make bass lines the only thing you can't make is vocals and you can record those yourselves if you don't have access to samples yeah i, I think i'd pick Word. serum like i just think that you you can make anything you can make yeah you can make symbols you can make claps like like you know god forbid like i have to resort to like using serum to make all of those like (laughs) you know but um yeah like if you have one plugin i think a a good synth will take you a long way yeah i would agree i would definitely agree i feel like a lot of other stuff is just knowing how to use it like ableton or whatever whatever doll you're using like stock compressor Mm -hmm. limiter whatever like just get your compression right and your eq and whatnot and like you know it's nice to have the fancy toys yeah for it's sure. real nice okay let's let's move to uh techno can we go to the uh or do you want to do the hey i'm i'm fine with doing techno and then okay. we'll, we'll save the tech house one for last because that's probably i've made the most tech house tracks so okay we can save that one for last for sure I feel like that 
tech house like tangent we went on is gonna piss a shit ton of people off. Yeah, I yeah. know. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of unpopular opinions that we just a lot of hot yeah. takes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, honestly, that you could even call this one tech house. Like again, like who fucking knows? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, like the the hi hats and the clap kind of sound tech housey. Yeah, into my brain, I just but who I, knows. I struggle to make. I've tried making techno. I can't make techno without a without a clap. I feel like the drums in yeah. techno are not like like in tech house. There's a lot of swing and like there's just a lot going into your groove. And yeah. in techno, it's just kick drum and cymbals, and that's yeah. it. And like I I don't even like. I don't even hear claps in techno a lot. It's, just, it's a lot of times yeah. it's just kick and, and top hat. Yeah, for sure. But then I do hear techno with claps and people are still calling it techno. I'm yeah. like, what is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, it's all so broad. Where'd you get that vocal from? Because I've definitely Splice. heard that around. It's that was Splice, on Splice. Yeah. I think it's the Kevin DeVry's like, yeah, song, like dude, Dance With Me. That's exactly it. Um, but yeah, Splice is where I found this. I like Loop Cloud a little bit more, if I'm being really? honest. And the reason is because you can take any sample and re-pitch it to the key that you're in. So like, rather than just looking for a sample that's in C-sharp, I can browse all samples and have them all automatically pitched to C-sharp before I even put them in my DAW. Whoa, wait, that's kind of like mic drop yeah. <laughs> worthy, yeah. almost. It's crazy. I am, I am curious about Loop Cloud because I actually am unaware of what it is. It's, so it's like Splice, but yeah, it's, you can, it has more functionality or different. It's different. Like it's pretty much the same as Splice. Like it, it, it works the same. It's just like a, whatever, like a, like a massive sound bank. And, um, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, people might argue that the vocals or like the samples on Splice are a little bit, you know, like better and like stuff that they would like, you know, more so want to use. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, like a lot of people are using these splice vocals over and over again. I feel like yeah. it can get like really repetitive and like <clears throat> the loop cloud bank is a little bit more untapped, which mm. is kind of like why I like using it. I feel like I can, you know, find like really interesting stuff that I've like never heard before. Cause like a lot of times on splice, I'm like, oh, I've heard this in this tech house that I can have heard, you know, I'm kind of like, whatever. I, I have like a really weird memory when it comes to that shit. And I just like remember like random oh. tracks that I've heard. Yeah, no, um, for sure. Well, when you hear it, it's like hard. You're like, oh, wait. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, the there is like better like filtering like functionality in Loop Cloud. So like I was saying, like you can take any sample you want and have it repitched into um, into whatever key your song is in before you even put it into your DAW. And then you can also um, like filter by tone. So if you want something that's really high frequency, like maybe you're looking for like 
a certain type of female vocal that's really high pitched and you want to get rid of like all of like you know like the lower female vocals like you can adjust for tone and um, and also length so let's say you want like you don't just want like a one shot or like you know a loop of a guy saying a few words let's say you want like an entire verse you can say i only want samples that are 18 seconds or longer or something like that and then you'll get like you know just all these different samples that's like a whole verse or maybe like an entire hook which is really helpful you know because a lot of times i feel like i'll grab a sample and then you know it's just a guy repeating a few words over and over again and then it just gets stale by the time you hit the second drop so i'd rather have you know like a little bit more like variety in you know taking someone's voice and you know like chopping it up or sampling it whatever it may be yeah for sure is this also something that's a subscription like splice yeah i'm pretty sure it is but to my knowledge i haven't been getting those credit card charges maybe i have and i'm just i'm not <laughs> looking in the right place yeah. but i think it is but um i or i think maybe what it is is i bought x amount of credits and oh. i'm still blowing through those credits so yeah but i'm yeah you definitely have to pay for it there's very many ways to just record your sound card yeah i'm just saying i mean i'm not advocating i'm just like maybe in the future they'll figure out yeah um and a, um, way to a little a little pro tip is there <laughs> there's a um there's a chrome extension which is audio capture you can't stop the pirates, baby. I'm and I'm just, not advocating. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> like there. So whatever. Like let's say I know like whatever. I'll try to do YouTube to MP3. Um, mm -hmm. Whatever. If I'm yeah. taking a sample, and honestly, I don't care if it's a wave. I seriously doubt anyone in the club will be able to tell the difference. Like, well, it depends like, what you're doing with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah, like I'll just you know find like a random you know sample and just Chrome capture mm -hmm. like the audio. Um, and then that way I don't have to download it. It's taking up less space on my computer. Like I can just grab like a little snippet of whatever I want and yeah. it's definitely coming. Oh wait, handy. it doesn't even download to your computer. It just stays in like the memory of Chrome. Oh no, no, no. It downloads an MP3, oh, okay, but like, okay. let's say it's instead, just instead of downloading an entire vocal, like an entire acapella, I'm just taking a 10 second snippet and for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. I feel like the only thing you run into with like maybe... You know, it's not. It's nice having a high quality sample because then when you start like pitching it and whatnot, it's mm. generally is gonna sound a little bit better. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I also like found this is something that I haven't tried, but I would like to try. I got accepted. I mean, maybe it's not like an exclusive thing, but uh, I got accepted into the Adobe like podcast beta thing, and basically it's like an enhancer, and you put like your shitty podcast through it and it makes it sound pretty damn good it's kind of wild and wow. there's a voice enhancer on it and i wonder if you took some vocals from like you know like la la mm -hmm. that thing yep. that like somehow grabs vocals even better than like anything AI else. magic yeah we, we, yeah we it like does that and then you put it through this voice enhancer i wonder if that would make it sound crazy too i mean obviously you could bring it into ableton and like eq stuff and whatever but it's just i don't know man it's, <laughs> it's just that's a it's a tool it's great to have these tools at your fingertips because yeah it just it cuts a lot of the work out for you and that's kind of like going back to what we said you know like back in the day you know like the, you say like you know the music doesn't sound as good i mean these people had to do 
so much more to like everything yeah it's like dude i have to like get in the studio (laughs) fuck (laughs) damn it yeah okay cool thanks for the sauce about loop cloud i'm definitely gonna check that out maybe is it older and it's has it been around longer or so i downloaded both of them around the same time and then i there was a period of time where i dropped loop cloud and i was only using splice Mm-hmm. And that was back when they functioned pretty much the same. And I was like, oh, I think these Splice samples are just a little bit better. And honestly, like I will say, the advertising for Splice was a little bit better. And that's kind yeah. of what sold me on it. A little sleeker. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I was We judge like, a book yeah, by its cover. Literally, you know? <laughs> like, and people, you know, whatever, like art, like artists that I was following were like advocating for it. So um, I kind of, mm-hmm. you know, I just kind of just like brushed Loop Cloud off to the side. And then uh, when I... Uh, like when I downloaded Ableton I re-downloaded Loop Cloud just saying like whatever I want as many tools at my disposal as I possibly can and then I went back and started using it and I was like wow like like I really like the functionality and like the way that it lets you kind of you know like adjust your sound before even putting it in your DAW like you you know there's a Loop Cloud yeah. plugin for Ableton where you can listen to oh, them really? yeah and it's it's super helpful and I like it a lot and That's I'll I'll keep both of them around like obviously I love Splice but um yeah I've been Splice just like sinks its teeth into you and then it's like <laughs> yeah. hey you have Dude. 1500 credits what are you, you gonna can't do? cancel your yeah. account we, I bet Dude it's know, BS like, to me that they have it that it's like if you cancel your account, you lose the credits. Dude, I Let lost me keep like the credit. Two thousand credits. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like well, I what? I guess I guess like the only way around that is to just go absolutely fucking ham one Before. day and just yeah. and like you're like all right, I'm canceling my subscription tonight. Yeah. I'm just gonna download everything that I like and then take that folder, keep that folder, and then unsubscribe. And yeah. I, I wanted to ask you just about techno, just to sum this all up. Yeah. How does one make a good rumble kick? A good rumble? Honestly, <laughs> like, I use, I would just say, like, side chaining, like, a really subby bass and, like, trying to, like, layer it over your kick. Mm. Um, I can't even, like, give you, like, a really solid answer for that. Um I've been using a lot of samples and honestly, I don't, I don't even like really know like the best way to do it. Like that's the way that I would do it, but I'm sure like other there's, people, yeah, like, like there's ways. some kind of like better way to do it. jump in here. Yeah. Mace. yeah. It's not easy. Okay. It's not easy. I've watched a couple hours worth of videos trying to figure out how to make a good rumble mm-hmm. and you can get a rumble but it <laughs> might sound fucking muffled as shit, dude. So yeah. um, the best way to do it is you throw a, a very, you, you create a new audio chain, route it through, route your kick through it, do a dry wet, right? So a new, a new chain mm-hmm. and then a very on the wet channel delay reverb mm-hmm. EQ it out. So you're kind of just getting the low mids to like kind of lows, right? So you kind of get the Mm-hmm. kind of thing and um saturated a little bit so kind of some of those transients of the kick delay comes out and then you kind of smear it with the reverb and you kind of bounce that and then you got to side chain it by hand because it's just going to sound like fucking trash and it's all going to you know if your feedback's up on the delay it's going to be tailing off and then it's all going to get even worse like it's hard so basically we we understand that it's slightly it's an art 
it's an art form it's, to make I, a rumble. Yes, yeah. It is. And I really, I, yeah, I've I've watched videos on it too. Like I like the way that I've always tried to do it is to just kind of like you know you just have like a really subby layer that you like maybe you know whatever it's a serum patch that you found or like that you made um and then i would just side chain it to the kick and uh yeah like i like mace was saying like you you add delay to it but like not too much otherwise it'll just sound terrible um word yeah honestly it's not it's definitely not my strong suit like i'm you know more so making like those like rolling like rolling bass lines that you hear in tech house um but yeah it's definitely like normally i would take a sample for that i wouldn't try to like go through and sound design it myself it's just not my yeah. strong suit yeah but um you know obviously like i take a stab at doing a little bit of everything um like in the minimal track like i actually took like those those chords that you hear is like a sample that i found on loop cloud but you know like i also have gone through and like taken like some regular jazz chords and automated an LFO to um, filter cut off, like a low pass filter to give it kind of like that, like sort of like whomping yeah. sound that like you guys were just like just hearing. Mm. Um, and yeah, like, you know, like that's not, it. maybe it's, it's definitely a good way of doing it. I don't know if it's the best way of doing it, but um, I don't know. I just try to do as much stuff as I can. And when I fail and get frustrated, I just find a sample and do it instead. For sure. I mean, it's like fun to try to pick apart how to do it and whatnot. Um, and then, yeah, just like as as time passes, you'll get better and better at it and you slowly will figure it out and you'll be able to like ditch the samples and just do it yourself. Yeah. Or use the sample, but tailor it to like the Exa exact yeah. way you want to hear it. Right. Yeah, for sure. There's no like right way. I was just curious, you know let's 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 rinse that last track and then we're gonna we're gonna bring this thing home all right this track that i sent um i just sampled this guy ranger truco he's really really solid at making vocals and i think like when you're listening to this just listen to like every little short phrase that he says and like you'll soon realize like you know, I don't even need like the whole vocal sample. Like you could just grab like one of these little pieces and turn it into something because they're all like little catchy phrases. So mm, like just yeah. like kind of be on the lookout for like the way that he kind of words his lyrics and like I think you'll get what I mean. little more buildy yeah yeah definitely nice and like panning. all these effects are coming in like dude those drums sound so fucking nice yeah. Just the shakers going on back there. It's actually a tambourine. Oh, it is? Yeah. So, mm. like, I'll layer, like, a tambourine with my clap so people kind of, like, get a taste of it. And then, like, as we're, like, 16 bars deep, whatever, oh. I'll bring in the whole tambourine. So, like, it's like a loop of a tambourine. Oh, I see it's, where That's saying. why yeah. it sounds familiar. It's yeah. like, oh, shit. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> 
really quickly wanted to touch on what you were saying the west what is it what is the dude's oh, name west end, west end. Yeah. yeah yeah who is this well, educate me he's just a tech house dj um and he has like a community of people like on discord it's called kick and bass and it's just a bunch of you know producers getting together sharing their tips getting track feedback and stuff like that and um he also like will upload videos on youtube so like you can you know type in kick and bass West End and go you know like watch these videos, um, and just kind of like pick up on you know like the tricks that he's doing. For and sure. Yeah, it's it's really cool. He's really successful and a very his sound yeah. is very tight. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's been killing it. And like especially you know like, just kind of like bringing in like new people to like also like share their insight on it. It's it's definitely worth checking out. And the community it's I think community, is pretty yeah. strong, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Everybody's helping each other and like playing whips and shit or yeah yeah for sure um i mean just like you know i don't know everyone's just like sharing their music pretty much there's nothing like you know super like crazy about it but you know it's just nice to have like a community of people all kind of working towards the same goal like yeah all you know like sharing feedback you know whether it be like a beginner showing their track or like an expert like people always you know have things to say maybe i would do this a little bit differently and like you know, it like obviously like, you know, getting feedback from a bunch of different people, like, you know, like your thoughts on like how you want to move forward can get kind of convoluted because like one person might tell you to, yeah. you know, change, change you your bad advice and you're like, eh. it's not even bad advice. It's just like different. Like, you know, like yeah. what if, what if one person says your drums are hot, but your bass needs work. And then the other person says the complete opposite of that. It's like, well, well which is it? You know? Yeah. But, it's um, taste. But yeah, I'd, I'd say, you know, that that's really not something that happens that often for the most part, people are giving pretty good feedback um yeah no that's cool i didn't i didn't know what it was but i think that discord servers for like different genres and whatnot like it sounds like you found the one for you but there's a lot of mm -hmm. like oh yeah there's a ton of them um and you know whether like i know like john summit just started a discord as well and like there's a bunch of people just sending tracks yeah. you know live streaming their ableton workflow and it's it's super helpful and like i didn't really even like get into discord until like this past year and like i couldn't imagine not doing it now you know what i mean it's just yeah. it's just and it's it's pretty it's kind of the same as watching youtube videos like it's like whatever you prefer but the nice thing about discord is that you know having someone tell you what's wrong with your track will take you like further in the long run than you just like watching a bunch of other people do it right yeah and there's like it's like a real time thing like people are chilling in the discord yeah, they're yeah, chilling exactly. on their computer and you can interact with them and it's really cool i mean like if anyone hasn't joined discord servers and like is a producer like find one that is maybe it's just like your homies 
um or maybe it's a producer that you really like like i would suggest it because like that i feel like this is how people really level up and also promotional value like mm-hmm. it just yeah people try to work like you got to work together is what i'm saying definitely, i'm preaching definitely. right now <laughs> and you know like i'm someone who like doesn't have like a ton of friends who really like this kind of music so mm. like i kind of like have been trying to put myself out there as much as i can because like if i don't do it like no one else is gonna like you know show my shit to anybody so um yeah sure. that's kind of like why i've just been trying to like meet as many new people as possible let's uh let's bring this home my wrap-up question is what was your favorite concert you've ever been to you can you can think, think about it for a sec. Every person just like fuck, bro, god. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of supposed to do that. I think. Oh my god, man! Like, you can you could like <laughs> choose a couple. Um, like I said, movement was pretty eye opening for me. Really, really cool. I when, saw a lot. When of, was that? This was in May of like 2019. Okay. Um, I just saw so many people that i really liked like i was really into chris lake at the time it was my second time seeing him but first time seeing him on a big stage um like golf clap um so at the time it was two people but um later like they had just like split up like now it's one person but like i've really been enjoying like a lot of their tech house i got to see them live i got to see grizz um you know i got to see claude and green velvet go back to back like it was really just it was it was nuts um Honestly, I really liked Ark this past year a lot too. Sure. I I thought that was like a really strong lineup of people. Um, yeah, I'd say those like those two were pretty solid. You like the festival? Yeah, I definitely like the festival. I mean, hey, I love like a good concert too. Like even if it's you know whatever, it's you know yeah, <laughs> you're throwing like almost the same amount of money as one on like one show as you could for like a day full of them but i mean you know sometimes they just hit different for sure anybody yeah. in particular at arc that you enjoyed seeing where you were there mace yeah um well i was kind of like off my shit at arc so <laughs> it's gonna be hard for me to recall i remember boris brezha blew me away oh, i was dude, that, that was, was such a good show it was not someone who i had my eye on to like that's before, the dude like, that wears the mask yeah yeah, yeah. it's like a what it's kind of clown slash magician slash mime i don't know it's like a like one of those parties where like they don't some oh it's like, the, like eyes wide shut type the uh what like are they called? the uh aren't those sex parties yeah, yeah. Like, you know what i mean yeah. like the am i wrong or no it's I, a where yeah you put feeling french yeah, too feel, also it, i don't he's, know anyway he's german, he's definitely he's german. Yeah. he's very german okay <laughs> whoops <It's> definitely that area <laughs> but yeah don't, don't confuse him <laughs> i mean like i went there for the tech house shows and I, I that ended up being like probably like my favorite set maybe. Um, uh-huh. I know eats everything was solid. You'd have to show me the lineup because like, this is a fucking blur, honestly. <laughs> yeah, those festivals can get to be yeah. a lot. I get it. Word, man. Well, dude, thank you for uh, bringing us down the the path of te- what tech house is yeah. and what what all these genres are not that it matters it doesn't um, it really doesn't <laughs> you know where can people find you and hear some of your music um so everything is on private right now but i'm, I'm <laughs> sorry I, I need i need to change that in the future because like 
I, I have some shit that I'm working on that I would really like to, uh, to show off. So, you know, I'm definitely going to like work towards, you know, maybe dropping a bunch of like bootleg remixes that I have. And then maybe like my original stuff, like I'll try to like save it and submit it to labels. But like, there's definitely a lot of music that I'm sitting on that I want to make to the public very soon. So you can just check out like DJ mixes for the time being on SoundCloud while I'm kind of like putting all that together. But um, yeah, I pretty much use SoundCloud for everything. I definitely need to look into getting like a Spotify set up just so I can, you know, like kind of have like the circulation of my content like going. Um, I have an Instagram. I have like 30 followers. Um, Let's go. You can follow me on that. Um, (laughs) At at Despot? Yeah. Despot Music is um, for everything. I'm pretty sure. but yeah, uh, you'll just just see the death spot with the king chess piece, and and you'll know you're in the right place for sure. Word, man. Well, thank you again. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. We will. Uh, I don't know what I was gonna say. I was I was gonna ask more about concerts, and I was like, we're ending the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, you gotta, it's gotta, gotta end. cut it off somewhere, huh? Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.